Good morning and welcome to our daily Bible reading as we uh, finish up the Gospel of John today. Today is Monday the 2nd of November and we're in John chapter 21. So as John finishes up, let's remember where we started out. Remember that at the beginning of the Gospel, John starts out by saying, in the beginning was the Word. So we're looking forward to Jesus talking to us. We're looking forward to, to God's Word being among us and, and telling us about Himself, showing, showing us what He's like. Like I said before, if you want to know what God is like, what God sounds like, you look at Jesus. Jesus is the Word of God to us. And then also, uh, what John has been showing us too, is what we heard in chapter 1 too, that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. God came to this earth. Um, like I told you before, no other religion talks about their God sending his only son into the world, becoming part of his own creation, the creation he made to be a part of that world, to take the world's sin on himself and to die for them. No place uh, ever. That's why we can say, and why the scriptures teach us, that we're saved by grace through faith as a gift of God. Every other religion talks about you got to work yourself there. you got to be good enough. you got to do enough this or that um, to be saved. Um, we do the works that we do because we have been saved by grace. We are, as Paul said, God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good deeds which God has prepared for us in advance. But first of all, we're saved by grace through faith as a gift of God, not our own doing, um, but but a, a gift that comes from God. That's in Ephesians chapter 2 if you want to look that up. And so John has been describing this whole time, and, and John's a logical one too because John's an eyewitness. He's one of the disciples of Jesus. He's in the inner circle of Peter, James, and John, he gets to see things that the other disciples didn't. So this is eyewitness accounts. And remember, John tells us at the end of chapter 20, uh, which leads us into 21, that he writes all of these things, and all these things are written down, that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. Jesus has been talking the whole way through the gospel, recording times, believe, believe in me, trust in me, he even reaches out to the Pharisees and others who are rejecting him. No, believe, stop going the direction you're going, and come back to me. So here at the end of the gospel, we see something the Gospels are, are all tell us a lot about. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15 that Jesus appeared with his disciples for 40 days after the resurrection. In other words, Jesus' resurrection wasn't a hallucination. It wasn't them. Like sometimes, you know, when we miss someone who has died and we say, oh, I, I could picture them or I had a dream about them or I thought of them or I thought that I saw them, um, uh, which which is great. But for them, uh, he is actually alive. They witnessed him. They walked with him. They talked with him. They even ate with him, for crying out loud. We're going to read about uh, in chapter 21. He is really alive. He isn't just a figment of their imagination, a hallucination. He is really alive. We get many accounts. Uh, Luke gives us the disciples on the road to Emmaus. Here's another one in John chapter 21. Uh, the Seven of the disciples decide to go out fishing again. Um, they're out fishing on the boat. Jesus comes uh, and stands on the shore, asks them how they're doing. I want you to notice the word that Jesus uses when he addresses them. He calls them in verse 5, children. We are always children. We are always children of God. We're not the parent. We're not adults. There's things we don't fully understand. There's things we have questions about, like a child doesn't always get it. You and I know as parents, there, there are things we could we could talk to. We were blue in the face to try to describe to them, and they still would not understand. Why? Because they're a child, and you're the parent. God is always the parent, and we are always his children. We're always learning. There are questions we don't have answers to, and at some point, like parents have to tell their children, honey, you just got to trust me. 
You just got to trust me. And then the matter of trust always depends upon, well, you can trust somebody who know who you know loves you, who's gone the extra mile for you, who's always there for you, and that's God. That's, that's what Jesus shows us. God is all of those things. So while um, uh, we read about that, let's just kind of delve into that. So Jesus comes. They, they uh, finally recognize who he is. Uh, they come on shore. They're so impressed by the catch of fish that they even number them. They even count them, 153. Again, the point being that the, the Gospels do give us a lot of details about the life of Jesus. These are not insignificant details. They, they further ground this story into history that it really did happen. Um, this is not just made up. This is not fables, um, a fairy tale. This is an actual historical account of the life of Jesus. And we got it there. Uh, so Jesus appears to them uh, again. Um, he's alive. He eats with them. Uh, if he were a spirit, if he were a ghost, um, he would not eat with them. Ghosts don't eat. Jesus eats with them. Again, it proves his bodily, physical resurrection. Jesus then comes. He shows his heart for Peter. Remember, he told Peter when he, he predicted to him that, that Peter, you're going to deny me three times. He said, but Peter, I've been praying for you because Satan wants to sift you. And uh, in this prayer for him, uh, Jesus calls him back three times again, Simon, do you love me? Simon, do you love me? Simon, do you love me? To match every single time that, that uh, Peter denied Jesus, Jesus sends him out again, uh, feed my sheep, feed my lambs. Jesus is reinstating him. And then uh, at the very end of the gospel, again, John tells us another gem, like he did at the end of 20, why he wrote this gospel. Now he says to us, you know what? Uh, of the of the gospel writings that you have, there is no way in the world they could have ever listed every single thing that Jesus said and every single thing that Jesus did. Uh, because he says, if they were all written down, all the books in the world would not be able to contain them. That's an eyewitness account. Um, I read again the other day, you know, the Bible translated into more languages than any other book. Um, it's been it's been tried to be torn apart by critics uh, throughout the centuries, but it's still the most read book in the world. Um, why? Because it tells us about Jesus and, and there's so much about him. So, so take that into heart as you look at the end of the gospel there, um, that what we're reading here is, is more than just a Sunday school story. God bless what we learned in Sunday school, but it's truly great grounded in history, and it's the, it's the basis of what we believe, and it's a fact. Thank God for that. We trust that by faith. We weren't there. We didn't see it as actually happened, but we trust uh, that as the scriptures promise, they're inspired by God, and the Holy Spirit led Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John to write down what you and I needed to know for our salvation. Look forward to meeting with you again tomorrow. We're going to get going in the Psalms. God bless you.